You unlock this benefit with the key of Patreon. Beyond is another dimension. A dimension of thought. A dimension of speculation. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both waffle and substance. Of things and ideas. You've just crossed into the podcast zone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to us trekking through the Twilight Zone. We have been going on for many little adventures all over the place, but today we're going to be talking about someone's execution. And as always, I am joined by Julian Darius. Julian, how are you doing? You okay? I'm doing okay. I don't have any rope burns on my neck, do I? <laughs> no, you are no, yeah, you're not a criminal out of time. Um, yes, we were talking about the episode Execution, in which a... Uh, murderer, a known felon, uh, when being hung in 1880-something, um, is pulled through time to the modern world. And upon seeing that modern world, is shocked and, and sort of troubled by it, but then kills the professor, scientist, um, and then is let loose on the world, eventually until an ironic twist, as usual, these twi- Twilight Zones, and he is hung with a, bl- a blind cord um by a criminal so julian what do you think about this episode uh it's not a very impressive episode uh to me Uh, i do i am fascinated by the twilight zone's depiction of criminals sometimes as just you know occasionally their serling is very sympathetic and he is rooted in a kind of humanitarian understanding but there is this kind of like criminals are a superstitious cowardly lot they're just kill crazy you know they're going around on killing sprees sort of thing that's going on what did you think um it was it's all right but this is one of the first ones well we've said it before i think we often say about the time you know they get like 22 minutes or 24 minutes or whatever this one feels like not a great deal happens, but also that it, it needed more time. It feels very compressed, this whole thing. And so it rushes through it. <clears throat> and so it never really feels like it says very much, which is a shame, because I think there is something quite cool to say about this, <clears throat> especially about this idea of morality from the Old West versus modern day. Yeah, does it really get into that at all? I mean, there's a criminal in the modern day who winds up robbing, coincidentally, you know, the same <laughs> place with a with a time machine. It's sort of like, yeah, there were Wild West gunmen who were out, you know, like he says, I forgot I lost count after 20 men I, I killed, you know. Uh, I don't even think most, most of the famous outlaws killed 20 men. No, but not Billy the Kid was sort of thing. <clears throat> Allegedly credited with 21 for every year, you know, every year he was alive. Even that's a myth. Mm-hmm. So it, it's one of these sort of old West sort of stories, isn't it? But it's, yeah, it's, I thought it was going to go somewhere and have some sort of like <clears throat> morality tale that he was going to face up to, you know, the, the consequences of his crimes or something. But yeah, it, it never really comes to pass. Like, <laughs> and that's the thing, like, it doesn't seem to, this episode does, struggles to say sort of anything. Um, other than sort of, um, I think more precautions need to be put in place around time travel experimentation. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need one of those uh, sort of cliche like 
time um, time guilds that that guard the time stream or something. More, more, more a case of like the scientist is almost like I, I'm not. He's not entirely sure what's going to happen, where who he's pulling through from time, where from, or anything. And then he's just stood there alone. Hmm. Like he doesn't have anybody else. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, granted, it's this sign. It's that he pulled through a cowboy, but it could have been anyone. It's it's very loosey goosey on this whole idea of of science. Yeah, how does that work? I mean, it's it's not really clear. It's like he's got a time machine, but does it just pull a <laughs> random person from 1880? I mean, well, it sends the thing is it sends the criminal at the end of the, of the, the episode back to exactly the same place. <clears throat> and he get, he ends up in the noose. So, but the the, the thing is, and it, we often have this conversation when we have, when we have watched uh, time travel movies, is this idea of you need to have rules. Like, mm-hmm. I don't mind if it varies or how you want to set it up, but you need to have rules as to how your time travel works. And previous episodes sort of sort of got round that a little bit. The one with the with the the biplane pilot turning mm-hmm. up in, like, you know. Um, that was good because it was a, it was like it was a closed loop. Like he had to go back to complete his loop and all this other stuff. So that was fine. But yeah, this one's so loosey goosey with its sort of rules around time travel that it all becomes a bit. It's, it's like if, if you're going to be loose on that, then you need to be strong and make your moral point or mm-hmm. have a point to it. But it doesn't seem to do that either. No, it doesn't. And I think the the closest thing that it gets is in the closing narration where he says like. You know, he got retribution. Let me let me see. It's a retribution is not subject to a calendar. Tonight's case in point in the <clears> Twilight Zone. It, it's this sort of idea that we keep seeing of the Twilight Zone sort of occurs in a moral universe in which <clears> you know evil will out, right? And except we've seen that before and done much better. And I'm not sure what it's really saying there except like well this this bad guy got catapulted forward in time where he was killed i mean it is kind of a surprise to me when he's killed off mm. and I, I i didn't see that coming and he's, he's sort of killed off with um uh curtain cord uh sort of strangled with it sort of echoing the news but it doesn't really make a point of that and then the criminal who's killed him goes back a time and all and dies in that news, which I'm not bothered by the, the fact that the time machine is still set to the same coordinates or something that that makes sense to me. I'm at least I'm willing to, to go with it, but I don't understand how it plucks Caswell, this this criminal from the past. <clears throat> and I don't really buy that, um, you know, this is a just universe in which bad guys get what's coming to them. No, this is the thing as well because it's it's sort of again I, I I am a bit of a sucker for fish out of water as well so I like these ideas of someone going through time and being the fish out of water and having to sort of you know there's moments of seeing when he uh, the the scientist does sort of pull back the curtains and shows him this modern world these you know, the tall buildings and the cars all that stuff I kind of love in these sort of things it, it, if it makes if it has an impact. But then when he kills a scientist and goes off into the street, like there's, you know, the bit where he's sort of on the phone and he's panicking in the phone booth, the phone booth, and he goes through the glass. I was like, that's quite cool because that's cliched of every Western. And so, you know, that sort of was interesting. Mm -hmm. But then when he goes into that sort of bar or or whatever, 
and he's confronted with the barman. That is the most tolerant barman. Yes. <laughs> ever. Like, he, he keeps putting up with this guy's stuff for ages. Eventually, he's like, right, I'm going to have to call the police. And I'm like, he's, he's trashed your place. You know, he shot out your TV and all this other stuff. Like, you you must have a really dodgy clientele if this is your what you're willing to tolerate. Yeah, I thought that, too. Although, it, it's really like a minute as uh, Caswell trashes the jukebox. And then the barman just sort of casually says, like, you're going to pay for that. And then Caswell produces a gun, and then that changes the dynamic. And then at the end, of course, the barman, you know, returns to sort of, I'm going to call the police. I, I do think that whole sort of fish out of water thing is sort of charming. I mean, I mean if, if there's one part that sticks with me that I like best about the episode, it's just this wild, uncontrolled cowboy outlaw who... It's just like, yeah, I mean, he clearly doesn't understand, like, this city is filled with police officers, and you're not going to go around murdering people left and right <laughs> without being caught. Well, that, that that I think would have been a more interesting ending. Because, you know, if he got caught up by the modern policing, you know, like, he's not going to be hung or actually to be, he's, been, he's actually going to serve time or he's been caught by modern police, would be more interesting because it'd be then his commentary on actually we've advanced beyond the lynching mob to becoming somewhere actually where justice is about serving a, a penance rather than you know execution um but it doesn't even do that and it, what, what i find with interest as well is when the barman does say you're going to call the police you hear the alarm the, the sirens and caswell reacts to that he runs off and I, it stopped mm-hmm. me in my tracks that point so i was like well firstly police didn't exist in 1880 in the in the old west said so he wouldn't know what the word police means and then to hear sirens again wouldn't mean anything to him i don't think the you know, right. sheriff didn't turn up with a you know with a light <laughs> on the back of his horse <laughs> so yeah 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 they they used a, a little miniature lighthouse of yeah. uh, alexandria on the back of horses no that's a very good point and you often make these points about uh especially the english language and yeah, I mean, you made a similar point about the immortal episode of sort of mm. like, yeah, you're not going to speak uh, the same way. Um, and, and that's a very good point. And it, it's not something that a lot of shows, a lot of movies pay attention to. But you're quite right, of course. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's 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 a, is it a really weak episode? It made me think about the episodes we've got. Oh, that's a really weak one. And I was like, well, you know what? It's not a bad concept. It's just badly um, executed and doesn't really get to its point. <clears throat> but I like this idea of someone being pulled through time and then having to, especially if it was, you know, a criminal or a bad, you know, a bad one, as it were, seeing so being pulled through time. Like, how does that affect them? And they, they would they would then have to navigate the modern world. Like that, there's something that interesting could something could be done there. Something interesting mm-hmm. could be done. Like you know. Could they fall in with a modern gang? Like, how would they then? Yeah, you know, how would they then deal deal with a modern gang? Like, not just a, a one-off criminal, but um, and I love the idea as well. Sorry, of, of this criminal that does come in, like as if the, a scientist has got a, a, a wall safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that is very. Uh, that has to be the, the strangest, most sort of annoying part of the episode. Yeah. i mean i like your idea of the fish out of water i I like that stuff too i think that there's a version of this that is just of this episode that is just more focused on 
uh, Caswell as an old timey Western outlaw with no respect to the for the law, a sort of stereotype that really has more to do with Western movies than it does mm-hmm. reality, who is like thrown into present day New York and goes on a wild killing spree. And it's just kind of a more comedic, lighthearted episode that just you get to watch his rampage and eventually he gets gunned down by like, you know, um, well, I mean, it's, you know, Elliot Ness or something, um, yeah. you know, and, and they don't even know who he is. I mean, you know, and it's a fun, lighthearted episode. That would have been more fun than this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's, there's a better version of this. I mean, to be fair, the, the, it does have a couple of jokes. That, like, say, the fish out of water stuff. I, I kind of think it's like, say, funny when he pushes himself through the, t- the, the phone booth. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, when he's in the bar and uh, he points at the television, and he's like, it's a window. And then the guy turns it on, and it just so happens to go onto a Western uh, in the middle of a, um, a, like a duel or a shootout. And you, but you get this. You, this film, both sorry, this, this episode, both lives in and calls out the tropes of Western television in the fifties. Like you say, Caswell is is an invention of Western movies, not the real Wild West. Yet when the thing that they show on the television with the tassels and the the big leather chaps, again, is a product of Hollywood, not of the real Wild West. And it's calling that out, you know, because he then shoots it down. But then, like I say, it's almost like it wants its cake in. It wants to have its cake and eat it, and it doesn't quite work. It's not. It's not clever enough to do that in this case. Yeah, I mean, and and that's part of the sort of you know rampage and you know fish out of water stuff that that mm. is at least entertaining. Mm. I mean, it's 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 fun watching him uh, react to the television. Although I notice he shoots second. So he's not a very good gunman. I don't know how he killed so many men when he can't defeat a television. That's a very good point. Yeah, out outgunned by uh, a Saturday morning Western TV show. Um, yeah, but you know, we I'm sort of struggling to sort of get to a point with this episode because again, we've off we often sort of center in on a point about you know what it's trying to say or the theme or something that we want to. But there's just there's just so little to this episode, in all honesty. That I'm a well, bit like, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I think it's that final narration of no comment on his death, save this. Justice can span years. This sort of like evil will out message that we see a lot. Uh, I mean, there's the O. Henry 2000 AD twist ending at the end, mm-hmm. you know. Um, except, am I the only one who is troubled by, <laughs> like, this is supposed to occur in a moral universe in which. Yes, there's time travel and Caswell's pulled to the present. And, you know, of course, it's sad for the scientist who's killed, who's invented time travel, for God's sake. Yeah. But, you know, humanity suffered on that one. But he's just a casualty of war for the sake of the the moral plot of this episode, if you can call it that. But then at the end, when they realize that they've hung somebody else and... (laughs) <laughs> they take him down and he's dead. And, uh, you know, the um, uh, minister, the priest says, like, uh, yeah, you know, I hope he wasn't innocent. Uh, I pray to God he wasn't innocent. I thought, well, I mean, first of all, that's a really blithe statement. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, it's like I remember the last time I <clears throat> ran somebody down with my car and I just stood over the body and said, yeah, you know, I hope they've done some terrible thing in life to deserve this. Oh well, 
Um, but then I also was disturbed by he gives just enough to that performance, like he does really care, that I thought, oh, this is going to haunt everybody present. <laughs> like, you know, you're going to go, they're going to go through their life and be like, I don't know what happened, but I hung an innocent man. This yeah. is not happening. That final moment, well, they, 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 it's more the fact they agree to cover it up because they're always, they're always <laughs> like, yeah, we'll bury him. It's almost like that we'll bury him. And we don't tell anybody. <laughs> Nobody has to know about this. Move on. Yeah, it, it, you say about the morale, this morality, but like it's inconsistent across this whole thing, which is why I think he should have been he should have been brought to justice in the the, the whole travelling back is ridiculous. But I think he should have been brought to justice by the police and had to face, you know, re, you know, modern justice to say that like, you know that that's what you want to do. Like, we're we're beyond the lynching mob now. We face moral justice or something. But anyway, any final thoughts then on execution? No, I'm just I'm just haunted by what I did to that poor person. Yeah, we'll do we'll we'll, we'll let's say we'll keep that covered up. <laughs> we'll leave that buried. Yeah, anyway. just bury the body. It's all good, you know. Yeah. I, shit happens in the wild west. Yeah, that that's uh, I think that's basically sort of what they have over the some of those t- towns, isn't it? Sort of like welcome to El Dorado. Shit happens in the wild west. <laughs> Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. That was uh, Execution. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and you'll join us on the next episode.